When they came here as immigrants from Europe, they were given education through the land-grant colleges. They were provided with agricultural agents to keep them abreast of farming trends. They were granted low-interest loans to aid in the mechanization of their farms. And now that they have succeeded in becoming successful, they are paid not to farm. And these are the same people who now say to black people whose ancestors were brought to this country in chains and who were emancipated in 1863 without being given land to cultivate a bread to eat, that they must pull themselves up by their own bootstraps. What they truly advocate is socialism for the rich and capitalism for the poor. This podcast has been brought to you by a 4i production. And now, let's start the show. Cheers to a long weekend. Shout out to MLK. Woo-woo. Happy MLK Day. Happy birthday to ya. Happy birthday to ya. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to ya. Oh, get it. Hit it. Pop it. Shake it. Hey. Hey, Happy hey, birthday. Hey, get it. They played that a lot this weekend. I know they did. Mm-hmm. And I don't know I don't know any other parts, but is no. that all it says? Oh, don't get me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't as, remember. As soon as this is over, I'm going to have to go and listen to the song and learn all the words because now I feel embarrassed. I got called out. I know. I feel embarrassed, too. And I'm like a Stevie Wonder fanatic. And no. I still don't know. But, you know. It's cool, though. Next week, you'll be a fanatic after you learn those words. I will. And I'm going to sing them all up and down through everywhere. Okay? We're going to record it. We're going to put out an LP. Ma'am. Blow up your weight. (laughs) (laughs) Can we charge uh, 99 cent on iTunes? No doubt. No doubt. I mean, if Catch Me Outside, how about that, is making tracks. We can definitely make a track. Did you see she was able to pay her mama's house off? Right. And That's I'm, crazy I, I still for owe, bad behavior. I like, still owe Sally Mae. But we ain't going to get into that. We don't talk about that we, And I'm a working professional. <laughs> and I still owe. But it's cool, though. Anyway, um, I am a girl named Tiffany. And I am Courtney B. Courtney B what? Courtney B heard the day loud and clear. Yes. <laughs> Got them levels fixed, boo. <laughs> Welcome back to episode three of the Culture Shock Podcast. Welcome back, everyone. We've missed you. Yeah, it's been a long week. And I'm fit to be tied. Mm-hmm. So, how was your weekend? Um, my weekend was great. Did a lot of uh, catching up on shows, spent some time with my brother, um, saw um, my bestie who got me looking right, got my haircut, yes. looking all Tony Braxton-ish. Um, so, that's that's really what I did with my weekend. Went to the movies with you. Yes. Um, we have and to talk about that. Yes, we do. So I just really just chilled out this weekend, enjoying my long weekend. I have some errands to run tomorrow, so it's not really a day off. Um, but my weekend has been great so far. Okay, good deal. Mine too has been great. So yesterday was Sister Day. That was Saturday because we're recording on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I spent the day with my sister Jasmine. So she came and picked me up because now we both live in Charlotte. 
And we went to the MLK parade. Yeah. And that's what I said. They were playing that song on like eight different floats. I promise. I bet they were. Two different bands played it, but it was good. Fun time was had by all. It was a lot of black people out there. A lot of people just people. people in general, but like the black schools were out there. The girls were dancing. Um, we had a lot of people doing flips and um, just a lot of other di different ethnic groups out there to celebrate Martin Luther King. Martin Luther the King. The <laughs> Martin King, Luther the King. Junior. Um, so we had a good time and then we went to a couple shops to look for some clothes. Mm -hmm. How'd that go? I hate shopping. I was about to say, I know you don't uh, like shopping, so how did that go? I, the older I get, the the less I like it. I never liked it. I didn't like it when I was a kid. You just had to bring clothes home for me. I wasn't a... You know what bothers me about it is taking taking off, like, my jeans and having to put them back on and putting yes. stuff over my head and taking that back off. And by the time I walk out, my hair, I look like a peacock. I don't know. I just hate the whole uh, rigmarole. But, okay, reeling it back in. Back to Sister Day. So, we went and got some food from the mall. Like, everything was, was really fun. She took me to this shop in Charlotte, um... Sometimes, you know, I keep my hair cut short, and so in between, like, styles, I can mm -hmm. get my hair done on Friday, but that's a, a whole week away. Yes. <clears throat> and so she took me to a shop, an African shop, where they have fabric and um, ethnic outfits, mm -hmm. and man, like, the proprietor, I can't remember her name, but she was so amazing, and I think it's called Cubics, or I don't know. Cubics, where is it like, located? Like, what side of town? It's on North Tryon Street, 1623 North Tryon Street. Yeah. Okay. That's that's close so, to, I mean, to, to my hood. Right. But they spell it, uh, I figured you would really like it. You and I have to go in there one day. Because I need some hair wraps, especially mm -hmm. with this short do and the working out. You know, I got to get my motherland on. So, exactly. you gotta, <laughs> you're going to have to show me where it is because it's hard to find um, good head wraps and, you know, fabric that you know you can really like work and, and learn how to use and that will be safe for your hair as well because you don't want to get anything that's too rough like has too much cotton in it because girl rub your edges out so <laughs> you have to be particular and we need our edges. honey i loves me some edges okay <laughs> so you got to be careful about that yeah so the business it's spelled k-o-u-b-i-x and okay. uh, the website was www.koubix.com okay um, but like I said, that the address is 1623 North Tryon Street, and they will, she will cut fabric for you at like um, awesome. one yard. Like you can get it per yard. So, so it's kind of like a Joann's, mm -hmm. but African. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And this is okay. the one I have. I know you guys can't see it um, out there in podcast land, but the one I have on is like black and white, and it's so pretty. So maybe it is I'll pretty. take a picture and put it on my Instagram. If you follow me, then you'll be able to see that. And where can they follow you at? I am a girl named Tiffany on um, Instagram. Or if you're looking for the at name, it's at TV Richmond. Gotcha. Okay. So go follow her. Please. Okay, so let's recap. Um, into recap. last week, which is one of my favorite parts. So I just want to tell you, you had a, real, a lot of good content from last week's show. Um, B. Well, thank you. You know, I, I um I am as I stated last week. I'm a little bit educated. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, you told us to go to therapyforblackgirls.com, mm -hmm. and I checked the North Carolina directory. Ironically, I 
saw a fellow Ram on there. Um, okay. So I didn't get a chance to look through the entire thing, but there's a young lady that went to Winston-Salem State. Her name is Rakita Wright, and I know her. She's very intelligent, and she lives in Greensboro, and it looks like she's doing therapy there. But as I scroll through some of the other photographs, I just mm -hmm. thought it was pretty amazing. I, and, and I think I'm going to go through that directory to find a therapist for myself because... <gasps> I am of the mindset, you know, I'm a human being just like everybody else. And I'm sure just like you guys, I have been through some things too. Yes. And I just need to talk to somebody. So I'm going to go and get a therapist um, off of Therapy for Black Girls. Well, you know what? I'm excited because I got my therapist um, from off of that okay. site. And one of the things that, you know, for any of you out there who is, um, newly into therapy or is thinking about going to therapy um if you go into therapy like that initial time and you feel frustrated or called out on the carpet You're that's a good right way place. to be <laughs> because when I first started going I was just like oh my god like I'm not going back in there she is trying to say I'm a bad person but it's not that like it just you know it it calls out those things that you neglect either inadvertently or maybe on purpose mm -hmm. and it gives you the tools to acknowledge those things and to get better um and in turn you'll get better for yourself and for the people around you and it gives you a, a confidential place to vent and to really be without judgment because no matter what we may feel um therapists have heard way worse way probably worse. And, and they'll hear, hear worse um in the future so don't feel judged just go and just get all that stuff out and i'm just glad that you know you're going to take that step and join me in therapy land I am. so we can be happy healthy and whole together i was just getting ready to say <laughs> i want to be the healthiest version of myself that i can be and i already have a lot to offer my friends and family and people that i meet um i have a lot to offer them you do how much more would i have to offer you know if you're giving from your full my full self. self. Yeah. Yes. I like that. And then another thing too, Tibby, and then we're gonna move on. Mm -hmm. But um <clears throat> I always like to to say that I'm not an aggressive person mm -hmm. and and this is just a personal story. My first therapy session, um she made, you know, me aware that within the first ten minutes I had had three violent references. Really? Yeah, and I didn't even realize it's just pent up aggression. I didn't even realize it that, you know, so these things will see, will seep out into your everyday life if you're not careful or aware. So, you know, it's just good to go and just get, you know, some, some light shined on things that you may be, you know, unaware that you're even doing and putting out into the universe. So kudos to you. And I look forward to hearing about your therapy adventures and how well you're doing and, Thanks. you know, um, just being there to support you in that. Thank you for sharing that, too, because you didn't have to share that with us, but you did. And shout out to the, all of the men and women who um, continue to share the link to our show. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Weeks, they've been sharing it with their friends and sharing it with their family, their co-workers, and a little support goes a long way, so we really appreciate that from you guys. One of our listeners, um, her name is Tiffany Best. She said, I really love this podcast episode. I was just having a conversation with one of my friends the other day about this topic. Your quote at the end reminded me of a Jay-Z quote made on one of his interviews about going to therapy. 
when you reveal, you can heal. Keep up the good work. So that just goes to you, you know, you making that comment about me being willing to to say what I said I because mm -hmm. of things like that. There may be someone else out there that's struggling and may hear this and be like, well, Courtney and, and Tiffany are going. So, you know, let me see if I can benefit from it. So yeah. that's why I wanted to share that. So definitely. Sometimes people just need to know that they're not by themselves. Right? Exactly. You are yeah. not by yourselves. And we here at the Culture Shock Podcast got you and we love you. And, you know, we're rooting for you, too. Yeah. All right. Um, now we get down to the nitty gritty, nitty um, gritty in the city of Charlotte, Big Charlotte. Courtney be heard today. Courtney be heard. I'm just saying that's what people people ask me. Oh, where you at? Oh, I'm in Charlotte. Oh, you in Big Charlotte? So I don't know if that's what. Is that what they it, say about Charlotte? I guess. I guess they call it Big Charlotte. That's well, what I heard. It is now. It is now because Courtney be heard, and that's what I said. You won't hear me. <laughs> All right, so about our good, bad, and indifferent for this week, we got a lot to talk about. A lot um, of things happened. This, this week stressed me out. Did it? It stressed me the hell out. Why? I heard a lot of good things. Maybe I'm just on the positive side in 2018 already because I heard a lot of good things. It's my algorithms. I blame Facebook, <laughs> Instagram, and Twitter. My algorithms are jacked, okay? I blame the algorithms. I'm just being real. I've been stressed, girl. Okay. It's mainly one thing that has gotten under my skin, and we're gonna talk about it. But okay. go ahead, I'm gonna let you go because you, you know, you're like baby Iyamla. You're positive. You just got this beaming glow around you with your head wrap, and mm -hmm. you got your motherland vibe with your melanin popping. Your skin is tan. Girl, hype me up. Okay, then. okay. Every Gosh. every girl that's bossed up got that group text that's, that's or them true. friends that are hyping them up so that's i'm gonna hype you i'm gonna be a hype man today I appreciate it. so you shared some positivity on our listeners because the world has been crazy this past week it's been so in shambles it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it? it's been shot to okay. shingles word to tracy braxton y'all watch the practice anyway well okay let me start with this so since you mentioned baby a young look from last week i just want to <laughs> do a little retraction so, you know, I don't really watch the show. I'll catch a couple of episodes every now and then if somebody tells me that it's really good. Mm -hmm. And the one with Karuchi, I watched it this week. I didn't hate it as much as I thought I was going to. And Iyanla's not that bad. No, I, I love Iyanla. Yeah. So, I, I think she means well. You know, Karuchi was getting ready to cry. And, you know, she wanted to give her a hug and love up on her. And she I always does that. It's the delivery with some people um, that is probably a turnoff. Because mm -hmm. I've watched episodes that I didn't like the delivery on. Like, I, I don't think I liked um, what she did with Nephi. Called her a gutter snipe. Yeah, that was not very nice. It wasn't nice, but I, I giggled a little bit. Courtney, I'm sorry. Courtney be mean. Well, it was a little bit funny. Like, you know how you do that nervous giggle? Because I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Is Nephi finna, like, two-piece Yala? So I had, a, like, a nervous giggle. Like, ooh, like, ooh, did she just, you know, like, that whole thing. Okay. And then when I thought about it. I was like, ooh, that was that was rough. And even yes. Yala herself apologized okay. because the delivery then I missed that part. Was, was, it was a little bit off. That's all that matters if it was a genuine apology. It was. It was a genuine okay. apology. Okay, so in other news, Kevin Gates got out of jail. I know that you're a fan of his wife. I love Drika. Now, yeah. I love Drika. Kevin, Kevin is different. So Kevin was doing well before he went into jail. And he just spent nine months on a 30 month sentence right mm -hmm. and i think this was for, for, the, for bruce lee and somebody in the chest no this he's in jail he was just released from jail from the 
felony gun possession. Oh, so he okay, got thirty okay. months for felony gun possession, and then served nine months and got out. He was in jail for six months prior to that, and the because of the whole situation about kicking. See fan. how out of touch I am with okay. with the whole Kevin Gates mm -hmm. thing. So he kicked a fan in the chest mm -hmm. and went to jail, went to prison for six months. And the day he was supposed to get out, they already... They extradited him to, like, Chicago did. or somewhere. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember now. I do remember that. Okay, gotcha. So, we'll, we'll see what he does with his career. Um, because he was he was on an incline. He, right he was. this was happening. And he has a pretty... Um, he has a pretty big fan base. Yeah. Um, in spite of, you know... <laughs> in spite of, you know, like... Bruce Lee and somebody in the chest. Like, I don't know any other way to put it. Like, he karate kitted yeah. her um, in the chest. So, despite woman. that, he has a pretty big following. And um, it's not to say that he was not on my playlist, like his music. Right. I just chose not to follow him on Instagram because I feel like if you don't know someone and you don't know whether or not they're joking mm -hmm. or if they're being serious, some of the stuff that he says... I just am like, I, I just, it, it's off the wall and it's just, it's kind of offensive. You know, I take issue with people who, I want to be cautious about how I say this because I don't want to have to retract later, which speaks to what I'm about to talk about in a second. Um, but I do take issue with people who jokingly say things that are such a detriment to especially younger people. Mm -hmm. I, know, I know like it's not necessarily your responsibility to be the role model, but sometimes there are statements that are so ignorant that if people who Girl. don't, like some people will know, you're just joking, that you're being ridiculous. But a lot of the statements that people make are a detriment to the whole society. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, it tears my nerves up. It's kind of like, like a post I saw this past week from um, one of my peers who posted, you know, stop stressing. You've seen them before. Mm -hmm. Stop stressing with, I'll just make up a name. Stop stressing with Shaniqua. And, um, oh, go gosh. You, you know, go get mm. a baby or something like that. Or and it's kind of like, yeah, I mean, you think that's cute and funny. And maybe somebody's going to chuckle at it. I'm a black woman. I don't think it's funny. And then, you know, teenage boys might think like you know what they're probably right black women are always fussing mm -hmm. which is a whole nother conversation about. yeah and that's the and that's what i feel i feel like you know his some of his comments are prime fox news clip mm -hmm. stereotypical mm -hmm. black man clips like they'll yeah. use those against everybody right like, and no. yeah and so i'm just like not to say that you can't be free it's freedom of speech you can say what you want and I mean, I'm sure people will continue to support him. If he puts out a good track, I will listen to it while I'm working out and bump it in my car or whatever. But I just choose not to follow him on social media because I can't be one of those people that say, oh, well, you got to separate the music and the person. I can't do that. Mm -hmm. It is what it is. So I do listen to his music. I follow his wife. I think that Drika is beautiful. Mm -hmm. And she he's is. actually, like, signed to Drika. Like, she manages him. Like, she's, you know, over his... Um, career basically basically you know she she handles the business aspect so I like her in that regard and I'll follow her and support them in that way but I can't follow Kevin Gates but I'm glad he's out big props okay I, I, I hope he does well now that he's <laughs> out just in general like with his his life you know I, hope. I think he will do well okay. as long as he stays out of trouble yeah that's the most important part yeah all right so 
my girl crushes Tessa Thompson. I mean, I have probably more than one, but she's so smart. She's one I mean, of your. You know, I love she's one of your girl exactly. crushes. I love smart people. Yeah, me too. I know, right? That's why so I love you, friends. <laughs> and um, so, so she called Lena um, Dunham out. This past yeah. Now, week. can you explain this to to for for me and for um, the the listeners who may not be familiar with Lena and. Things of that nature. And you may need to even give a short reference about who Tessa Thompson is because people may not know who Tessa is. Well, I think a lot of people will probably know Tessa from if you've watched Dear White People. Mm -hmm. um, she's the lead on that. And so... The movie. Yes, the okay. movie. And so I won't go into what she said initially, but she basically called Lena Dunham uh, out for what's being labeled as uh, photo op activism. Mm -hmm. with regards to the Time's Up movement. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I feel like the Time's Up movement is, by extension, a part of the Me Too movement. If you're not familiar with Lena Dunham, uh, she is the writer-producer who was in the news not too long ago for accusing Odell Beckham Jr. Basically for ignoring her. I can't remember where they were, but they were sitting at the same table at like an award show or somewhere. And she you know, was ranting and raving later in social media about how he was ignoring her because she was ugly. That screams self-esteem issue. It does. And it screams, hi, mm -hmm. how can you not um, notice me and my privilege sitting here beside you, black man? Like, right. that's that's what that screams. Like, he doesn't have to acknowledge you. He don't know you. He doesn't, you know, he's not um, the typical um, girls from HBO viewer. Like, he mm -hmm. doesn't know you from a can of paint. So right. why would he just be over? overtly um you know open and, and welcoming to you i mean a simple head nod or hey he how you doing that's it he did speak to her and i think when when everything was when all was said and done that was the issue that uh she thought that her privilege should allot for a little bit more and it just didn't happen so anyway um tessa basically called her out she was in a photo and people were calling attention to the fact that she was in one of the times up photos and mm -hmm. tessa made statements about the fact that that's the only time they saw lena that she wasn't there for any of the hands-on any of the work that they were putting in but the day that they invited celebrities to a red carpet event that's mm. when she came of course okay it's a photo op since then i guess maybe tessa has received some backlash not from the masses that i've seen um, a lot of people have given given her a pat on the back and, mm -hmm. and kudos and, um, gosh, the young lady who started the Me Too movement. I don't know why I can't think of her name in this moment. But um, I know exactly Tarana, what you're talking about. Tarana. I'm going to feel bad for this later. Um, but I'll, I'll find it. Um, but, yeah, even she was pretty proud of, of Tessa's commentary and then... Tessa came back and basically retracted. She didn't retract what she said, but she wanted to clarify that anybody who takes part in it, no matter what that part is, you know, is is for the movement. And I really hate that she did that. I mean, That's what I was about to say. She should have just posted that meme of Nene saying, I said what I said and hello. kept it moving. That's exactly what I said when I read it. It's like, I, I'm of that ideology. Like, if you thought about what you said, you're highly intelligent, Tessa. You knew what you meant when you said it, and mm -hmm. it's still true. Very true. I said what I said. And given Lena's history now, I'm not going to take anything away from her no, no, no. show and things like that because, as you know, we, we kind of 
you know, chatted about, you know, the things that we were going to talk about on this episode. And yeah. I may mention that I've watched Girls. I enjoyed Girls. And I even purchased Lena's book and, and read it, although I was highly disturbed <laughs> with some parts of her book. Um, she has just had a history of just not really thinking before she speaks or before she acts. And although she is coming from this place of equality, it's still... You know, she still has that um, air of privilege about herself mm -hmm. that she is really not in touch with um, the majority of, of the people that look like us. Right. Um, so I just, you know, wish that Tessa wouldn't have not, um, she wouldn't have um, retracted that because if she felt it, if that was on her heart to say, that was her truth in that moment. And it is what it is. Yeah, she didn't disrespect her in, in any way. Uh, she basically just told the truth. Right. But, you know, to retract and, and try to make her feel better. I mean, that that's part of the, the problem. To and me. and uh, not to say that I don't love a good hashtag, but we already we have me too. We had times up. I mean, <laughs> I don't I'm not trying to be funny. OK. And I feel like everybody has their voice. Mm -hmm. And I I'm totally 100 percent because. I know for myself, I, you know, I've never shared anything, but I, you know, posted right. me too. Like, I think we've all had, I did um, the same. you know, either know someone or we have experiences. Mm -hmm. So I, I get it, but it's like, how many more hashtags are we going to attach to this one central idea? idea? Cause it gets overwhelming and I can't keep up. Right. That's all I'm saying. Drops mic. <laughs> I can't keep up. Burke. Too much. Burke. Her last name is Burke. I can't remember her name. It I know is. her face because I've seen her. I've, you know, we're seeing her face everywhere, but I can't remember her name. It, it's it's Tawana. Uh, Tarana. T A R A N A Burke. Tarana. She started the Me Too movement in the late nineties. That's what I was about to say. It was years ago. Yeah, but it didn't really catch any traction until I think the one last year. Harvey. Was it? No, like it was right before that. With Alyssa Milano. Yes, yep. yes, that's where it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay. she started that movement years and years ago. Yeah. But so big ups to Mrs. Burke, because mm -hmm. I can't pronounce her name. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so I have more good news then. Yeah, let's get to some good news. Do you know who Sonya Lewis is? Sonya Lewis, no. Mm -hmm. Tell She's us. She's the 30-year-old. I know that you've seen this. You probably just didn't know what her name was. But she was the 30-year-old who opened the first black woman-owned student loan debt repayment awesome. uh, company. I wonder how they rates, you know, the interest rates and they all that stuff. I don't know. It's worth looking into. It but is. When I was reading about her earlier this week, I was reading that she started with herself, of course, just mm -hmm. trying to fix her finances and get her student loans paid. And then she was helping people at her church, which is awesome. how it normally goes, right? And then people from the church sent people from the community. And people from the community sent their friends. And before you knew it, she had so many people that she was assisting that she basically had to, you know, start a business and get a location. Awesome. So she's doing it out of Philly, but she will travel to host like workshops and things of that nature. Maybe we need to find her information and post it because I know a lot of people that could use that. So does she do like help with like consolidating? All of or? That. Okay, good. Mm -hmm. Because I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't even really know I could do that at first. Right. And when you have like certain lenders, well, any lenders, they're not going to tell you that you can do that because they want to get the most out of you that they can. Right. Um, and so, you know, luckily I have a family member that, you know, 
um, helped me out and said, you know, call this number. And at first I thought it was a scam because I'm like, I don't, you know, you see those 1-800 education loans or whatever it is. You see those commercials or you see those numbers and I'm just hesitant about getting scammed because I've been, you know, in a situation where I've been not scammed, but my identity was stolen basically, which is a whole nother, whole mm-hmm. nother topic. Anyway, so um, I was kind of hesitant to do it and... I called the number and lo and behold, my um, student loan payments were like reduced to half. That's awesome. So, you know, that's a that takes a huge weight off of you, especially if you're single and, you know, you're working to make ends meet by yourself and you have student loans. If you have a car payment, you got rent, like everything can pile up on you. So just to have that extra whatever amount that I don't have to pay to somebody mm-hmm. was a huge weight off my shoulder. So I think that's good for her to do that, especially for black and brown people. And here's the thing, not just with her, but, you know, it might be worth us trying to figure out who in our community can assist, too. You right. don't know what you don't know. And in the spirit of transparency, I'll just share this. When I graduated from college, like I think I'm highly intelligent. I think that I've always been a smart girl, even before I went to college. And I thought, like most college students do whenever you graduate, you know, I'm going to go get a job. I'm a hard worker. Somebody's mm-hmm. going to hire me. I have a perfect attitude. And I did end up getting a job and a job after that. But see, here's the deal. Um, some things that a lot of people don't know, depending on what your major is, when you graduate, you know, you might end up working for somebody or with somebody who didn't go to college, right? Mm-hmm. So if you weren't able to pay out of pocket or you didn't have parents who could afford your education, now you have these loans. You may be making less than the person who is the same age as you or maybe Mm -hmm. a little bit younger than you that didn't go to school because they went straight into the workforce. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying don't go get your education. Education is important. Um, But when I got out of school, I was making I wasn't making a lot of money Mm -hmm. and I couldn't afford to pay my student loans back. It was just I was just able to make ends meet if you can say I was doing that right and so I didn't know that you should just pick up the phone that's what so that's what when I'm they saying. were calling I wasn't even answering then mm-hmm. you know and, and just because you ignore it doesn't mean that it'll go it away it'll go just away. pile up and so it's better to get it, that kind of assistance as soon as you possibly can yes because credit matters folks it does credit matters and we may need to do a whole like we will episode on just because there's so many things I didn't know um you know related to credit and finance and interest rates and I mean just so many things that I feel like we don't get good education about because you know and I can only speak for myself but growing up like I was taught to be scared of credit Mm -hmm. like don't get any credit card you're gonna ruin your credit Uh blah 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 you know, and then it took me being around other people and specifically um, somebody who's not black mm-hmm. to show me like, no, girl, this is what you do. But you don't know what you don't know. You don't know, know what you don't it, know. It all goes back to that. And and credit is important, too. But so is spending habits and mm-hmm. not living above your means. Like if you think about how much money you could save in one year, just not trying to keep up with the Joneses, you would kick yourself mm-hmm. um, with what you could do in cash without even worrying about your credit. So uh, finding the balance between having money, saving money, and learning how to play the game with credit is important. I didn't even know we were going to go there. But that was good, though. (laughs) Yeah. Because somebody need that word. 
I needed it. Somebody, somebody ago. right now is online buying a pair of six hundred fifty dollar Yeezys on a back. credit card and ain't got no money to pay it back. Nobody's even gonna <laughs> notice that the Yeezys. You're gonna I'm have just to messing. I'm just messing. Okay. Um. Oh, but the young lady. So she had a. She has a podcast. I found okay. out that she has a podcast, and you can find that podcast at the Student Loan Doctor LLC. Oh, that's cute. I know it's cute, right? That's her business name, the Student Loan Doctor LLC. But her podcast is at the Student Loan Doctor LLC. Dot Podbean. That's P O D B E A N. Dot com. Awesome. So, and she gives tips. I haven't listened to all the shows, but. She gives tips. She's got like 12 out. episodes already. Okay, good. Cool. Good information. Okay. Aaron Jackson. Aaron Jackson. So excited. <laughs> so, <laughs> Smiling excited from everything. ear to ear. Okay. Yes. So she's the first African-American long track speed skater. And mm. she qualified for the uh, 2018, this year's uh, Olympics. Winter Olympics. It's going to take place in South Korea. That's what I was going to say. Isn't it? Because it was... Some issues because it of was. this whole, I don't want to call him Rocket Man, but that's what, <laughs> that's what y'all's president called him. But, you know, it was, you know, some issues about getting stuff kind of leveled out. Yes. That way, these people that have been working their whole lives to get to the Olympics can actually participate in an Olympic right. event. So it's going down. Okay, good. Good for her. And the funny thing is, is that she was just trying to gain some, you know, Olympic training experience when she went to qualify earlier this month. She didn't expect to actually qualify, so she came in third place, mm -hmm. and um, she's only been training on ice for four months. Four Black people months. are so magic, yo. <laughs> we take can, over every Now sport. you can drop the mic. We take over every Jeez. sport. I'm telling you, gymnastics, mm -hmm. basketball, track and field, tennis. It's something to be proud of. Football. Mm -hmm. She was previously a rollerblader, like so. She did competitive uh, roller rollerblading, okay. And she's won some awards, but four months on the ice, qualifying for the Olympics—that's pretty doggone amazing. And now, so now she's trying to raise money to make sure that her father can get to Aww. South Korea. Um, so she's selling T-shirts. Okay. So if people want to actually support her, which I totally do. Um, she's got a PayPal link. Now, I mean, I think this is legitimate. This right. is a legitimate reason to support somebody. You can PayPal her at paypal.me slash Aaron Jackson 480. Okay. Or you can buy one of her um, Aaron Jackson Olympic shirts. So if you just go to shop.bont.com, her shirt, her Olympic shirt is literally the first item on there. Okay. I think it's like $20. That's exactly what I was going to ask you how yeah. much did it cost. Okay. I think it's like 20 bucks, 25 bucks after you get to a certain size. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to keep my eye on her and definitely watch and support because I love seeing us in those, um, you know, like th those extreme sports and like athletes that get to the pinnacle mm -hmm. of, you know, um, the, the competitive arena in their um, sport. So I definitely have to watch her and just, you know, root her on from the sidelines. Mm -hmm. Yay. Yay. Uh, Black girls rock. <laughs> I had yes, to throw that in there. <laughs> I whip my head back and forth. Okay. Not my hair because my hair is cut short. All right. My head back and you forth. can throw your neck. Thank you. <laughs> um, Scissor. We went to see SZA this We summer. did, and she sounded amazing and had so much energy. And this is the one thing that I took away from SZA, and it it kind of reminds me of, like, people that I just really, really enjoy seeing. Um, 
and and Beehive, listen, I'm one of the the uh, co-chairs of the Beehive, so I'm not saying this <laughs> in any negative way. But SZA's the how do I want to put this? Basically, she looked like she was having fun. She did, and it reminds me of like when someone like Beyonce is on stage and they stop and they get overwhelmed, and you could just tell that they're excited by seeing their fa- they're having fun. Like Beyonce is having the time of her life, and so SZA reminded me of that. Like she looked like she was really having fun, and it just made the crowd even more hype, and everybody was just living their best life through SZA and all that. Main of hers, it was just awesome. I loved mm-hmm. it. Loved but like it. when the when the crowd is singing her songs and then she stops and giggles because we're singing the lyrics word for word, right? Which in turn makes us laugh even more. Everybody's just having a blast. So in SZA news, I saw <laughs> in SZA news, SZA news, I saw a picture of uh, her and Kay Trinata and I almost dropped my phone. When you tell me, I love. It. <laughs> uh, so hopefully they'll be making some new music together, mm-hmm. and if they do. Just know I'm here for it. Me too. And then SZA, Bruno, and my girl. Cardi. <laughs> Cardi for the culture. I always hashtag that. Anytime I post something about Cardi, I put Cardi for the culture. Because she her. she really is. She is for the culture, and I love Cardi. Yep. So they'll be um, presenting, not presenting, but they'll be performing at the 60th annual Grammys. It's going to be good. It is going to be good. I saw a meme this week about Cardi, and I've scrolled past it before, but it gave me a really good laugh this week that said, I just found out that my, that Cardi B's real name is Belkalis Alamanzar. I said that shit out loud, and my furniture started moving. Yes. I'm going to, okay, so I'm going to come back to this later, (laughs) because I do not want to talk about it right now, but I'm going to tell you. Her name is also when Guardian Leviosa type shit. Thank you. When Guardian Leviosa. It's Leviosa. It's Leviosa. Okay. I was like, what the I hell? I was in tears because right now on Instagram, um, you Black, know, Hogwarts. Black Hogwarts. I was just talking about that. And I, let me tell you something. I was so happy that J.K. Rowling herself it, tweeted right? it and said, I'm seeing it and I'm loving it. Yeah. Hashtag Black Hogwarts. Black that just made me feel so warm inside because... This is another way that Tiffany and I have bonded. Um, there's not too many. I can count them on probably maybe under two of my hands or whatever, okay. under ten fingers. The amount of, can I call them black hoggies? Like black hogwarts? <laughs> black black Harry think, Potterers? Okay. Like what are we going to be called? Anyway. Until we think of a better name. Black hoggies. Okay. okay. Black hogwarts graduates. There are not that many of us. And so, for the longest time, I always felt like when I would say that, that I would have to go on this long soliloquy yes. and explain why. Because people, people say, why you read that? It. You know, and so it just used to kind of make me feel self-conscious about being this Harry Potter fanatic. Like, until Right. Until I started meeting other people that really enjoyed um, the Harry Potter series and books and movies. And so, it just made me happy to see the masses of other black folk that <sighs> love Harry Potter, and I was getting my entire life. <laughs> it was absolutely perfect. Oh, one more thing about Cardi. So, she's just killing it every week. Every week. She's back in the news this week because um, she's hit another Billboard milestone. Mm-hmm. So, she's tied with Beyonce for four 
hit in the top ten mm-hmm. on the Billboard. So I seen her clapping back at some people for trying to make the distinction that. between is it hot one hundred or top ten, some right. kind of distinction or whatever. And I'm just like, oh my god, let the girl live. Like she. Like, I mean, just a few years ago, she was, what, stripping and just being a regular round away. And now she has, like, blown up. And then I seen something where Offset has, like, got her name tattooed on his neck. It's just all kind of stuff. That's the only thing that I wish she would kind of follow in the footsteps of people that have gone before her and kind of keep some of her relationship to herself because when... This is gospel right here, and I'm just finna preach. When people see you happy, especially with your man, they're going to try to find any little thing to bring you down, whether it's rumors, whether it's going into iClouds and getting videos that was from yesteryear ago or maybe yeah. that you did or did not know about or, you know, nitpick with every little thing. So I just, you know, wish that they would keep some things to themselves because I think it would, you know, kind of keep down some of the chitter-chatter. But then again, I realize, like, that's their thing right now. It's a, it's marketing. They, they're they're out there. and they're Yeah, and they're young. But I just hate to see people just going at them, like, Every time we turn around, but agree. You know, Cardi is having. You know, twenty seventeen was her year, and it looks like she is keeping that still on fire for twenty eighteen. For twenty eighteen, so go Cardi. I feel like people are gonna say, God, they love, they love they Cardi. I thought they were gonna have to say we love Beyonce, but they're definitely gonna have to say we love Cardi too. Yeah, but they are gonna say we love. They know we love Beyonce. Anybody who knows us knows we love Beyonce. That's true. And Mother is preparing for Coachella, so I don't want to talk we about letting her get her rest, and we letting her. Get that liquid gold popping to them, to them babies and doing all that kind of stuff, being a wife. So we're going to let Beyonce live until Coachella, and then we're going we gonna to bust it out. Agreed. <laughs> I, never mind. Another story. <laughs> another story for another day. Okay, so, but again, I look forward to seeing uh, Cardi and SZA and Bruno and a host of other people perform at the awards. I hope I'm able to watch it live, but if not, um, I'll catch it on the rerun. Speaking of award shows, mm-hmm. so the Emmys just happened. Yes. And I think we recorded, you know, right before that. But we this did. is the 69th annual Emmys. And there were a couple black people who won big. Yes. One of my favorites. One of your faves. Um, I'll leave it to you then. Go ahead. Okay. So for those of you um, who have been living under a rock and don't know <laughs> this show, um, This Is Us. Um, the, one of the, um, leading actors who plays the character Randall on This Is Us, Sterling K. Brown, um, he won for, um, Best Actor in a Drama TV Series, and he is the first black man to ever win that, and I just think that with the Me Too and, um, the Time's Up and Oprah basically, like, making it, you know, the Oprah show, which I'm living for, I I feel like, you know, it kind of got... You know, it got mentioned and then it got put on the back burner when this is a huge, huge, huge accomplishment for um, Sterling Brown and he deserves it. And I just love his character in This Is Us because really and truly out of the the, the kids that are in that in, in the show, although they're adults, but they're the children of um, the parents in that show. Um, I can't remember. Um, the dad's name, but his name is like Milo something and Mandy Moore. Mm-hmm. They're their kids. He's like one of the ones who really has it together like he's um he's a family man family man he's well to do he's educated and he's you know his character is just so touching to me so and black. I'm and black and I was just glad to see that he won 
And he was nominated for um, the People versus OJ oh. for Best Supporting. And that was awesome, too. And it had one of my favorite actresses in it, um, uh, Sarah Paulson. And yeah. if you don't know who Sarah Paulson is, she is um, one of the recurring actresses on American Horror Story. Um, I think she's been in every single season except for the first season. Mm -hmm. um, and that was Murder House. But we ain't going to get on that because I love American Horror Story. But... I need to Yes, you do. It's awesome and scary. And Kathy Bates is in it. And oh Angela Bassett. Oh, my God. So good. So big um, shout out to um, Sterling K. Brown for winning. And all of you guys who love This Is Us, I know that you were just excited as I was to have him win that because he deserved it. So, yay. Yay. <laughs> um, so, Donald Glover also, who often gets mistaken Dating. for um <laughs> so I was just getting ready to say people mistake Donald Glover for a childish Gambino all the time and then I see I saw a picture of the like a side by side and I was mm -hmm. like oh they might need to check their whole DNA because they but really they are do. the same person no yes they are Courtney, Tiffany Okay, no. no, listen, 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 listen. For those of you, okay, I got you back. I knew I was going to get you. So this for just too soon. Listen, so if y'all listened to the first episode and even last episode, Tiffany basically fried me about another you. trip around the sun because I didn't know. And so, Man, boom, that's embarrassing. Childish Gambino and Danny, uh, Donald Glover are... I said Danny Glover, yeah. not Mr. Child, Blue. Jesus, hallelujah. Blue. No, you got me. But Donald Glover and Childish Gambino are the same are person. The same person. <laughs> oh, They're like the same person. We need a sound long. effect. We need some kind of ding, ding, ding. We need something that goes right there because I got you back. And I love you. And, I, and I'm just, you know, I'm correcting you that way you don't go out into the world further and not know that they're the same person. Because they're the same person, boo. They are the same person. I'm like... Baby, check the DNA. It's it's the same. When uh, are they identical twins? What? But they're the, they're the same person. They're the I same mean, person. Real. She has tears in her eyes. Yeah. Yeah. She has tears in her eyes because they're the same person. It's okay. Oh my god. Players fuck up. Players oh fuck god. up. Woo. In the words of Smokey, didn't Smokey say that? Y'all. I think he said that. Please don't judge me harshly. <laughs> they're not gonna judge, judge me harshly. They're not. But go, you can you can um. You can finish telling us what you're going to tell no, us. No, I don't want to anymore. I feel like I'll never live this now. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> yes, you will live it down. He won. Listen, I talked about PTA and PTO and got called. That's another listener, some listener feedback that I got called now. PTA versus PTO. So if if I can do that and live through it, you can live through How this. How can I say I'm a Childish Gambino fan and not know that I his don't know. real name is Donald Glover? I don't know because he has a Netflix comedy special and everything that was hilarious. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, so he won two Emmys anyway. Um, Which he deserved for ATL. He to totally deserved to win it for ATL. He's the first African-American to win for directing um, in a comedy or directing a mm -hmm. comedy. Good so I him. thought that was pretty dope. Um, if you guys don't watch it, Lynn, I haven't seen all of the episodes, but what I did see was excellent and it comes on F FX. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he has a, a comedy special on Netflix. I don't know if it's still up there, but that's where I watched it at. So maybe you can just either put in Donald Glover or Childish Gambino. And it was I feel like really funny. I feel like you just tried to jab. No, no, yes, because no, because I'm not sure if, well, it's probably under Donald Glover. I don't think it would be under Childish Gambino because that's his, um, you know, his rap name or his his musician name. But his I, stage name. His stage name. There we go. Boom. Yeah. I heard that he wasn't making any more albums. We'll see. 
I mean, you know they all said that. Gonna do and then, yeah. But he said that. Okay. Um, he was also in for outstanding lead actor. Okay. okay. He's he's really good. I, yeah. I like um, Donald Glover, aka. Childish now that's a jab. Now that's, that's a jab. That's not. That is not. But you know what, Tiffany? I promise you. Ooh, um, about knocked over my my good uh, cognac. Um, <laughs> I bet you there's not many people that realize that. Childish Gambino and Don, um, Donald Glover are the same person. Just like I didn't know that the Golden Globes or the Emmys were the same damn thing. Right. <laughs> I meant to say that earlier. Yeah, I didn't realize that. So, yeah. hey. That's something that used to confuse me as a kid. But mm-hmm. the Emmys and the Golden Globes, for everybody listening, they are the same awards show. Just like the Academy Awards and the Oscars are, are the, the same, same thing. thing. Okay. And so, we will revisit that when yes, the Oscars come back around. We will. Okay. Uh, moving on, Lena Waite. Lena. Also one of Miss my Miss Lena. She's hilarious. So she's um, on Master of None. Mm-hmm. And so she won as the first African-American woman for writing for a comedy also. That's good. So I thought that was really good. And then big award for the night was Oprah. Oh, lady. Oh, I love me some Oprah. She's a legend. She's one of our legends. Uh, and she was the first black woman to receive the Cecil B. DeMille award and please explain for myself and those listening what exactly that award is because i think that people totally just skipped over the fact that she was up there receiving an award and what it was for and went straight to oprah gonna be president in 2020 so we'll we'll get there yes we will so explain to the folks listening what that award is and why it's so significant that oprah won it oh sure um so the Cecil B. DeMille Award is an award that's been instituted since like 19, early 1950s. I think mm-hmm. like 1952 was the first award. Okay. And it is given to outstanding or those who have outstanding contributions to the world of entertainment. Okay. So. Perfect for Oprah to win. I can't believe she is just now winning it. But, anywho. But if I'm not mistaken, there have only been four black people, including Oprah. Since okay. 1952, that have gotten the award, Sidney Poitier was the of first course. one, of course, in 19, and it wasn't until 1982 that he got it. So 30 years had gone by. Yes. With all this, all the movies and all the the plays and you know um, screenwriters and all this stuff that had been going on for 30 years, and it took them that long to get that award, but. That's just the way it goes. Stairs and blinks. (laughs) Stairs and blinks. That's just the way it goes around these parts. Want to take a guess on when the next person got one? So 1982. Uh Uh-huh. 1994. No. 2012. What? Morgan Freeman. Well, he deserved it, though. Absolutely. But 2012. From 1982. Yes. Yeah, no, that's that's ridiculous. Denzel Washington in 2015. Definitely deserved it. Mm-hmm. And then Oprah here for the 2017 year. Okay. So, good, good, good for, for, for Miss Oprah Winfrey. I love me some Oprah. Um, what a legacy. What a legacy. Thus far, she is not done. No, she's not done. And I was, um, I was listening to um, an interview that she um, did, and this was a long time ago. I can't remember when it was, but she was talking about the, <clears throat> excuse me, the importance of manifesting your life. Mm-hmm. And so, and I'm going to get, you know, kind of into, you know, how we connect and, and those of um, 
you listening, um, if you don't know, The Color Purple is my favorite movie. Mine too. Um, I mean, I've read the book. I've seen it on Broadway. I even wrote um, a essay about this book in my sociology class at Winston-Salem State University and got hey. A-L-A-M, blah, blah. But anyway, um, she basically talked about how she read that book by Alice Walker yes. and basically said, I am going to be in this movie. I have done, listen, she, I have done that she said, with a certain I, script. Well, it's going to work. It's going to happen. She said, I'm going to be in this movie. She said she would get um, multiple copies of the book, pass it out around her show, pass it out um, or run the network, pass it out to her friends and family. And she said she had never acted. She didn't know. She didn't even know Steven Spielberg yes. or any of those people. And when, you know, the talks came up about having this movie made, she reached out to them and was like, I, I need to be in this movie. And she was in the movie. So oh it just speaks Can you to, imagine the color purple without no, Sophia in you it? you cannot. Like she, and that's what she said. She said when she read that book, she knew. Sat there in that jail. <laughs> Sat there by brought to death. Listen, <laughs> we don't want to get on the color purple. Because you, you told Hoffman to beat me. Okay. Every line. Every line. I know, I know everything that's wrong with the movie, things that they didn't think about. Exactly. I, we'll go there. Oh my gosh. I just love that movie. Um, So... Um, I just love how insightful Oprah is and and just thinking about her humble beginnings and the things that she went through because she can attest to, you know, having an um, absentee parent. Was it, I think it's her father wasn't there or was it her mother? I think it was her mother. Her, her mother was not there. I knew it was somebody that wasn't there. Um, having a Me Too story, yes. being molested by, was it her uncle? Mm-hmm. Um, so Oprah is just... She went to HBCU. Went to HBCU. Oprah is just a testament to... You know, you can be whatever you want to be. It starts in your mind. So I just, I can go on and on about Lady O. I really feel like I'm going to meet her one day and she's going to take me under her wing and show me the rope. So I'm going to manifest that. Okay. Because Lady O, I'm ready. It's done. It's done. It it is written. I have a question (laughs) for you then. Okay. Do you think that something that she wishes to manifest is to be the first female president of the United States of America? Because... I have heard talks about that all week, and I am ready to address my feels about it. That's another part of of my stress. Okay. Because oh. I don't think she wants it. I don't want her to want it. I don't but think I'm, she wants it. But I'm going to let you finish. I don't think she wants it. And, the, and what I'm going to say is I love Oprah, and I think she's brilliant. And I really feel as though, unlike the orange inhabitant that we have in the Oval Office now... <laughs> If she was elected, she would actually put people around her that knew what they were doing and had actual political experience, you know, i.e. maybe a Michelle Obama, maybe a Barack Obama, maybe even a Joe Biden. You know, some of these people, even a, a Hillary Clinton may do some advising for her. But at the same time, I feel like by me saying, yes, 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 Oprah, 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 it just reinforces the negative um, view that I have of Donald Trump being in the in the White House and being a celebrity. And, well, Donald Trump didn't have experience, so now, okay, it's okay for Oprah, too. And I just feel like I want to go back to the days that people have always wanted to be in government, have always been in government, and know this system in and out that can, can work on legislature that will help to propel our community and our world forward and, and get us out of some of the situ- situations that we're in. And not to say that I don't feel like Oprah, I would love to call Oprah my president. Right. But do I actually want that? And mm-hmm. do I think that's something that will benefit us in the long run? Long run, I can't say that I feel that way. Right. So in the like, 
I think it would be fun to say, exactly. but that's the extent of it. Yeah. Like, I do not want Oprah to want to run for president. I don't think that she does, I don't but I don't want her to want it. And if she ever did and she won, of course I would be supportive. Um, but what would that do for her brand? I mean, she doesn't need it. For me, exactly. she's already got a legacy. She's got own. She's got, you know, a school. She's living her best life. I, I follow her on so, all of her social media. I think Oprah's living her best life. She's having a good time with other, you know, constituents of hers, Playing other black along. women. She's working. I mean, come, she's working with Ava DuVernay. Exactly. Come on. And, uh, and, and then here's my thing. I don't know what Oprah knows about policy, but I don't think it's more than some of the other women politicians who are out here who aspire to a role like that like Kamala Harris okay and so why can't you know I, I I think it's important for us to support those who are capable I'm not saying Oprah's not capable but for lack of a better term support those who are fully capable fully educated in that area like if, if that's their um, line of expertise then why can't you know we put an effort behind supporting those individuals um, and then I think about the fact that women are black women in particular are at the bottom of the total pole here in America. And mm -hmm. I do not, if you've ever seen the photographs of presidents, when they come into the office versus when, versus when they go out, it's a very stressful position. Yes. Did you see that meme? No, you didn't see the meme. No. So they had a meme of exactly what you're speaking of <clears throat> and it, it showed the president's um, on one side, um, on the left side, when they took office, and on the right side, when they exited. But, of course, it had Oprah in there. So it had George W. Bush, and, you know, he had a head full of gray hair when he mm -hmm. left, um, as well as Barack Obama. And then they had Oprah, but they had a picture of Sophia when she got out of prison. So, <laughs> no. so no. I mean, that's, a, no. that's about how it would go if she right. was president. No, Yo, no seriously. And I, I, just, I don't want, what I don't want is for her to have to come in and attempt to clean up the mess that I think is being made in government right now mm -hmm. because you know people will have these high expectations and it, it's it not going to happen fair. no it's not going to be fair um and go ahead okay. one thing that I wanted to say is I do feel like I don't want her to run because I just feel like she doesn't have to do that you mm -hmm. know people are going to follow her and listen to She's whatever she has to say but I do think that it would be fun to watch her and all of us just get on Donald Trump's nerves. Like that would just drive him nuts that someone that's a celebrity with a more positive following mm -hmm. people that actually love her for her and who can back up the businesses and, you know, um, her mogulness. I know that's not a word, but you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. can back, she has, you know, words and, and, um, not words, but she has the evidence to back up the things that, you know, she says about herself and her net worth because, I don't even believe Donald Trump's net worth. So I think that, you know, it would be fun to see them debate and to see her get under his skin. But I don't want that for her. And I don't want it for Stedman because poor Stedman already in the guest house. Okay. So <laughs> don't, don't do Stedman like that. He's amazing. Oh, my God. On her Instagram, she called him her honey graham. I know. I saw oh that. Was I cute. just melted. I was like, oh, her honey graham. That was so sweet. And I don't want him to be the first boyfriend or the first partner yeah. of the Oval Office. So, yeah. She already has a large enough following, and she, I think, has a bigger influence now than she would if she was president. And if you remember all of the things, and not saying that presidents don't go through things, but remember they were hanging dolls and burning dolls mm -hmm. in effigy whenever um, 
Barack Obama became president of the United States of America. If you think he went through that, like, what do you think they'll put over through a black you know, so. woman? And then they did those things without consequence, but Kathy Griffin got nailed to the cross. Yeah. But that's another. A, listen, okay? That's yes. A whole other thing. <laughs> women, women, women are often not treated fairly. Like in the um, Marky Mark situation that we were oh, talking yeah. about earlier. Yeah. Um, for those of you that have been. You know, following, um, you know, the, I guess with that, that's not a time's up situation. I think so. You think so? Absolutely. Okay. Um, well, just basically with the, um, with the gender um, pay gaps and things like that and how women are, you know, not um, given equal pay for equal work. So there's a movie that's coming out. I don't even know anything about the movie. I hadn't seen any previews for it, but it's a movie called All the Money in the World, which is ironic <laughs> given the situation that has happened. But... Um, yeah, it's called All the Money in the World. So, um, apparently, after the movie was filmed and things had wrapped up, they needed to come back to do some reshoots. Mm -hmm. So, Mark Wahlberg, I guess he's one of the starring actors, as well as Michelle Williams, um, which, you know, they are both pretty big names in Hollywood. However, Marky Mark, and that may, you know, help some of you guys know him better if I call him Marky Mark. Um, Marky Mark was um, called back to do his scenes, and for his reshoots, he was paid $1.5 million. That's a whole lot of money. That's a whole. That's all the money in the world. Yep. Well, in, in, my, <laughs> in my world, it would be. Right. But anyway, um, and so Michelle Williams. Now, this right here tripped me out. And in my mind, I don't even understand how she even accepted this. So Is he this was, her first role? No. Oh, okay. Michelle Williams has, has been in a lot of different things, and I think she's been in some... Um, uh, I think she's been uh, a spokesperson for like some high end brands. Don't get me, don't get me to lying, but I think I remember seeing her in like some editorial shoots in the, you know, in the advertisements in the front of Vogue or something like that. She's, she's been cute. around for a while. Cute short pixie cut. Uh -huh. Um. Anyway, she was paid a thousand dollars, and I'm not for her reshoots. For her reshoots, which equated to about eighty dollars per day oh my god so this is the girl point, from dawson's creek yes oh i love her i love her 1.5 okay. million to 1000 so after this came out and it was brought to light marky mark then decided to um donate 1.5 million to the times up movement in michelle williams name so um i think that was good on his part and i just want to basically bring this back to our community um, and I think we talked about this earlier. So not to say that her delivery was correct and, and she did go with Oprah, but when Monique brought up the fact that she was not being compensated for, you know, being an Oscar award winning actress, she was basically blackballed. Yes. So I just want to know, like, why is it like in our community, it's not okay for black women to say you're not paying me enough and I want my money just like with Gabrielle Union and being Mary Jane I love that show mm -hmm. and even she spoke out about how she signed a contract for X amount of episodes because she's still a movie star she this wants to shoot movies basically why the show ended up ending yeah ending right because and they, they didn't want to treat her fairly no they tried just, to yeah. tack on extra episodes to just and just be like oh no you're gonna do it mm -hmm. no I'm not gonna do it like you can't just force me to do things you can't underpay me and just think that I'm going to be okay with it. So I just don't know why we don't rally behind, you know, our actresses and, and, and those in our communities that are going through this instead of the top, you know, the Tyler Perry's and the Lee Daniels, which I know that Monique did not go about it the right way. No, she didn't. But, but you haven't really seen her in anything else because she spoke up about, 
you know, seemingly or her feeling like she was being untreated fairly or not paid right. Right. So. And not to say that we couldn't, but the people that would, the people there to stand up for her are her direct peers who are in the profession that she's in. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think people out of fear will not stand up for one another. I mean, you can see it in a job like, you know, in a factory mm-hmm. or something like that where you can see someone being wronged, but it's kind of like, okay, do I speak up? Do I help this person? They're going to lose their job anyway. Um, I might lose my job. I have people to feed, you know, and, and people operate out of fear a whole lot. So that may be a reason why. And they, you know, we don't really come from, the collective doesn't come from generations of wealth. So we're worried about about our paycheck to paycheck. Mm -hmm. We're not, we can't, I, I have several peers who are not black and if it doesn't matter like what profession they're in, if they lose their job today, they have, you know, savings, you know, they have parents who have either left money or who are like, okay, well, you know, you got like six months, let's figure out what you want to do next. There is no what you want to do next mm-hmm. in our community most of the time. And this too just kind of reinforces the idea. Like, I don't know if, if you have ever um, seen, it was an article and I want to say it was in the New York Times. I can't remember exactly, but it was in one of the, you know, um, critically acclaimed publications, but basically it talked about how we as a community, in which we know this, but I think it, it shows in what you just said, we are like generations and generations behind everybody else. Yeah. So all, even though I feel like this movement is for women, I still feel like we still kind of left behind. Yeah. Because if, if they're just now getting to the point to where she can say, oh, I'm not getting paid fairly, and then he make this gesture to pay or try to, you know, make it right in some way, does that mean that we're generations and generations behind being able to stand up for what we're supposed to be getting? Like, I don't think so. I I think it's going to be a while before we really see it equal out. You know, I may not see it, but, you know, maybe my granddaughter or great-granddaughter will be able to see it, and she'll look at this like, what archaic world mm-hmm. were you guys living in when women could not make as much money as the men? Because if you even if you think about this scenario, like Mark, Mark Wahlberg, he donated the money, but that doesn't fix it. No, right? Cause, no, it doesn't because they still thought that was okay and they'll mm-hmm. do it to somebody else who, like you said, may be scared to speak up. And I'm just like, but just me, and I'm not... I'm not in the film industry. I'm not an agent. But I would just think that an agent would say, why do you think you're going to give her $1,000 for this? And think that that was okay. And how could she, as an actress that has been around, say, oh, yeah. Like, that's not even a pair of certain Louboutins. And she's like, okay, yeah. I don't, I'm trying to wrap my head around this. Somebody's getting fired. (laughs) Definitely. So that, I just thought that was you know, interesting as it relates to, you know, um, the differences in our communities and other communities, how quickly it got fixed. And sometimes I feel like with our, um, you know, actresses and, and actors, it doesn't doesn't happen that quickly. And like you said, it really didn't get fixed, but he tried to make yeah. amends in some in some way to, to, to acknowledge the fact that that wasn't right. Right. Um, a lot, I'm telling you, a lot this week has stressed me out you know what was a de-stressor for me this week though big wheels keep on turning turning round, never keep on burning i know that's what was a de-stressor for you because it was for me because i got to see taraji p in the place to be and mm-hmm. okay so courtney b what did you think about um proud mary 
Well, first off, I usually love anything with Taraji P. Henson right. in it. Um, but I thought that she did a fantastic job with the um, action scenes. I think it's really, you know, awesome to see a black woman um, with so much power and she's like kicking ass and, you know, shooting all kind of guns and just, you know, not taking any shit. So I really enjoyed seeing Taraji in that role. I yeah. thought it was awesome. Yeah. What about you? <laughs> okay, so... My reaction when we first left the theater was probably overzealous, right? Because I love Taraji. And I love black cinematography. I love cinematography in general. Mm -hmm. And then I love black people. So I was like super high. Plus it had um kind of like a, a little mini all-star cast in there. We won't do any spoilers. But, you know, there are a couple surprise people in there. And I'm a fan of Billy Brown because I love how to get away with murder. So... He's in there. I really like that. My favorite part. So it wasn't. It, no spoilers. Okay. I would go pay to see it again. So it was definitely worth watching in the theaters. I think she did a fantastic job. I think he did a fantastic job. And I cannot remember the young guy's name. I, I know. I think it's like Jahi Jalo Winston or something like that. But he's mm -hmm. the he's one of the little fellas that was in the. Um, he played one of the the boys in the new edition. Oh, that's movie. why he looks yes. so familiar. I was like, where have I seen that little boy? And I think, too, that was one of my. I love Taraji, but that yep. little boy was my favorite. Yes, he was such a good actor to banter, be so young. Mm -hmm, the banter that they had back and forth with one another, he and Taraji in the movie. That's what really made the film. It so did. I would definitely go check it out. It, it's worth spending your dollars on. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't too much care for Billy Brown. No. No, I just kept seeing Nate Leahy. Okay, that's fair. He wasn't too different. But that was um, based on your own person. So you wouldn't say it's based on your own personal bias. You feel like he was acting like his character in How to Get Away with Murder. I didn't really see a difference. I mean, okay. I don't know. I just. Mm. No, I understand. I feel that way about a lot of different actors. So, but I enjoyed it. Now, I, I enjoyed love him it. as Nate and I enjoy the movie, mm -hmm. but he didn't give me the feels like the little boy did in Taraji. I felt like they made the movie. Cool. That's all. But it was awesome. Go see it. Support our black films. That way we can keep on having um, that representation in the theaters. Buy the tickets. You at know, least once. At least once. And then if you fire sticking, have at it. But at least buy the, ticket, the tickets once. And okay? if you've seen it, let us know what you think. Okay? Yep. Oh, as a good segue. <laughs> Taraji, right? Mm -hmm. Was in this movie with Mary J. Blige. Who just celebrated her birthday and got a uh, star on the Walk of Fame. Which was well-deserved. Uh, and well overdue. Well overdue. I can't believe Aunt Mary ain't had her star before now. Give her her things. Give her all her things. Because Mary done been through, and especially yeah. with this last fool of a husband that she She's had. so positive. I mean, I don't know what she's like on her day-to-day. -day, but, like, I don't know. She just seems like, okay, this happened. Let's pick it on back up and see, you know, what we can do with the lemons that we've been handed. Like. Waste is snatched. Mm -hmm. But you know what? I, I love, one of the things that I've always loved about Mary J. Blige, obviously I, I love her, her music, but I just feel like Mary J. Blige has like the prettiest skin tone. Like there's something That's about, perfect. yeah, it's like this golden honeyed something. Like I just have always just been in love with Mary's like complexion. I just feel like she's just like a, Honey Golden Goddess. Like, I just love Mary J. Blige, and, and I just think that she's been through so much. And 
Mary deserves some peace. Mary deserves to live her best life and to get all of her accolades as on whatever reality show that was. I think Nene said accolades. She deserves to get all her accolades. So big ups to uh, Mary. I'm going to call her and find out what her regimen is. I don't know what it is, but sister got some banging skin. She does. What's your, um, so her discography is crazy too. I was just looking at it the day before yesterday. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, it's a jam every time. This whole last album, I didn't skip through it. I never skipped through Mary albums. Right. But then when you think about like... um. Like, you remind me, like, those yeah. old throwbacks, like, Sweet Thing, Just Fine. Banging. I think my favorite, I have, my top two Mary albums okay. would have to be My Life okay. and then Share My World. Yeah. Okay. I'll yeah. give you that. Yeah, Share My World, is, is got a, it's got a special place in my heart. Listen, <laughs> I ain't gonna get into that, but Share My I'll, World has a special place I in my heart. I won't ask you to do that. <laughs> Specifically, and I know I talked about, um, I made a reference to um, Waiting to Excel, Excel last week, mm -hmm. but Not Gonna Cry does was something for me. It does. I was singing it all the way home the other day when I was home from work. Like, wait a minute, Tiffany, you're in a good mood. These are great. Like, why just, are you singing you can, this song? It just puts you there because if you, it, even though you're not there now and no one ever wants to be in that place, right. if you are living on this earth long enough, you're going to be in that spot. Right. And so growing up, I, I knew it was a great song and I loved the song and I, you know, sung it, you know, sung my little heart out. But being a woman... And singing that song and having felt some of those same feelings that she was feeling, it's just like Mary was going through. Like she sung people through. Right. So she just deserves everything that she's getting. And I'm I'm just I'll be glad when all of this hoopla with this ex husband of hers is over. over. Kendu is Kendu is trying it. He's trash. I mean, I don't know him <laughs> personally, but he's the kind of guy that I would run in the opposite direction from. So um, anywho, Carrie Hilson. <sighs> Carrie, Y'all used Carrie. to love Carrie Hilson. Carrie, Carrie, Carrie. Give Carrie her things, y'all. Carrie, listen, you don't come. Courtney got a look on her face. You I don't come about to say. for Beyonce. But at the same time. This was too harsh. Carrie done been through. Like, it's time to. <laughs> It's time to let Carrie live a tad bit. Yeah, please. Because at the end of the day, I don't think Beyonce cares that much anymore. I don't think she probably cared. I don't think then. she cared. At, yeah, no. Um, I don't think so either. But we did. And you don't come for Beyonce. And the, and what she said, it, it would be one thing if Carrie just kept it to, I wrote Love in the Club remix this way. Beyonce changed something. And she wanted her writing credit because she was a writer at that point right. um and i feel some kind of way but you don't get on no remix and tell her that she need to go sit down and have some babies i mean beyonce was maybe 30 at that point like mm -hmm. dude get it together so she was all the way wrong and then with the whole incident with her being on the red carpet and them asking her to hold up the magazine with beyonce on it and her refusing like she, she reacted yeah she, like she just didn't give it any thought no you, you <clears throat> number one at that time you know she had she had wrote songs for some big names and she she had some hits of her own but like bro you should be happy that someone like a beyonce is singing your songs and you're actually you know like you're out here you're flourishing like what's the big deal like you know i i was always told like especially with artistry you got to give a little bit away mm -hmm. like you you got to give some things away not to say don't get compensated for it but 
just chillax. Like, you know what I'm saying? You were getting your due. But I think at this point, Carrie has gotten badgered so much. And, you know, she was on that um, celebrity psychic show and she had a breakdown saying that yeah. she thought it was going to be a year um, hiatus and it ended up being six. And I know that a few years ago she came out and like publicly said, like, I am sorry, like, I've, I've, it's enough. Like, I've taken enough. So she I feel like, was blackballed. Yeah, she was. And so I feel like she's, she's done her time. She did the crime. She did the time. Um, and we should let her live a, a little bit. Um, and just to throw this out there, she tweeted, a, I mean, posted a picture on Instagram. And it was like a, um, a director chair or what have you. Like she was on set. And the chair right beside her, it had her name. And then the chair right beside her was Kelly Rowland. So apparently, all has been oh, forgiven. so we're good. Yeah, we're good. So when okay. I seen that, I was like, okay, we're really good. So I can get a knock you down part two. I mean... You can get a knock She's been knocked too. down long enough. Like <laughs> Carrie come on was buried. Now. They buried Carrie. Indeed. They they lit her on fire. So God. let Carrie live. Yeah, please. Um so I really didn't want to discuss this, but I know we're gonna have to touch on it just a little bit. I'm tired of hearing about it. HM. I'm tired of hearing about HM. Which is not an American company anyway. We've discussed this before. Oh my God. I'm over HM and everybody else that isn't that is mad about it. You know what I think? <laughs> um and I I saw um one of my friends, Corey, post about this too. I any press is good press, uh, for a lot of people. And I don't I think that they knew what they were doing. I think that they knew people would talk about it. And I think it was free advertisement mm -hmm. in in the long run with everybody posting and reposting, hashtagging H&M and things. Like that. Now, I could be wrong because I'm not a conspiracy theorist per se, mm -hmm. but I'm just saying I've, I've seen people do that before where they know whether they draw positive attention or negative attention is still attention nonetheless. Mm -hmm. And it's something that they didn't have to pay for. So I'm sure everybody knows, but just in case you don't know, they came out um, with an advertisement, um, two young boys, the black boy had on a hoodie, mm -hmm, a green hoodie, a, a green hoodie. hoodie that said coolest monkey in the jungle, mm -hmm. I think. And so, of course, the interweb went crazy. Black people went crazy. Celebrities jumped in it. And this was a UK ad. Right. So, of course. That's not to excuse it. It's not to excuse it. But it was a it was a, a UK ad. And I don't think it should be excused. But if the boy's mama didn't came out and said she don't care. Right. So, that was on the back end. I, I mean, I, th I feel like a lot of what I saw was outrage on the front end. And then, you know, people were already riled up by the time. I don't understand why his mama doesn't care because racism is real in the UK, too. They have they make monkey references to black people. That's overseas. everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. So, um, but his mom didn't care. My <laughs> The only reason I'm even bringing it up is because <laughs> your girl, Rachel Dozal, has jumped by Rachel. Back <laughs> right. Not by, by Felicia. By Rachel. Rachel need to sit her ass down. She her and that tight wig, that tight curly wig she had on. I want her to sit her ass all the way down. So you know what she did, right? She came up Make with Make an a ass hoodie. of herself? Yes. She came up with a hoodie that said, coolest prince in the hood. Bye. Now, Bye, I'm sorry Rachel. for laughing. She, you know, <laughs> she did that because, you know, it's a hoodie. Mm-hmm. You got to think these things through. That's the problem that they had with the initial hoodie. So she went back and had to like, change. Like, like all black kids grew up in right. the hood. Girl, so she, bye. That's how you know you're not black. Because anybody that's really black would have known her not to put that up there. Her in 
in is that her sons are black. So she changed the hoodie to coolest prince on the planet. But I think people are just over it. Like every time we kind of like let Rachel die down, she jumps right <laughs> back in there. And then she said something about the proceeds going to the princes in her house. Like so, we just supposed to be buying shirts to feed your family. On one hand, she's like, well, I'm telling, you know, she's, she's telling the truth about where the money is going. But on the other hand, it's like, bye, Rachel. Bye, Rachel. And another thing to touch on that, just to touch on this. And then can we move on? Because yeah, I know I'm, you, I know you don't like. Like the H&M I, no, because I'm still gonna shop at H&M. Okay. But um, well, there you have it. I, there you have it. You remember my two week shade moisture boycott? Because and, and if you couldn't do uh, shade moisture for two weeks, more than two weeks, I know you're not gonna do H and M. I ain't boycotting H and M. But look, look, just this okay, is okay. Okay, I'm listening. This is, and it's really just because his mom didn't care. Okay. Um, and two, what I feel like is, um, you know, um, I listen to or I watch, um, you know, some some YouTubers and. Um, it's a YouTuber and I'm sure if you're a fan of, um, black YouTube, you know, Funky Daniva. Mm -hmm. Um, but I was listening to, um, Miss Daniva Ross and she basically, um, said that, you know, um, the whole problem with the H&M ad was a lack of upper level diversity. So if there was more diversity, within that company these types of ads can be ran by them and they can say okay tiffany you know you black does it what do you feel about this job opening does this does this do you think this will go over well with non-whites right boom there you have it so you know i feel like that's the more pressing issue um and i just feel like if this boy's mama is all about a check like the the corporation doesn't care. They all about their money. If the parent don't care, and if if she's not being an advocate for you know the way this is portraying her child, I feel bad for for the baby that's involved. But I can only get but so mad when this boy's mama is like okay. Right. And for me, uh, for me, I'm a person of principle, right? So it can be fixed on down the line if they do diversify, um, you know, their leadership and mm-hmm. and change some things around. I don't care one way or another whether his mama cared or not. For me, it's the principle. It is. So, and and that's just a personal preference. I'm not bashing anybody who decides that they're still going to go spend their money um, at H&M because there are places that I'm going to spend my money that you don't believe in. And there are places where, you know, I refuse to spend a dollar that other people will eat. I love Burger King, but, you know, I don't eat there anymore because I had a, a personal experience. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that other people should follow suit because their food is great. Okay, let me ask you something since we're talking about the principle. Okay. So, it has, you know, been brought to my attention that I'm no longer, you know, a baby. You know, I'm over 30. <laughs> so, um, when you think about the way even people in our age bracket view racism... And the younger generation views it. It's totally different. It is. So. They don't even want to hear it, man. That's what I'm saying. So just thinking about that as it relates to this ad, someone may have saw it and didn't even think that this would, that it was a principle to even be offended by. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Like, not to make it right, because it was all the way wrong. And when I seen it, I was hot. But then when I seen his mama saying, oh, I don't, okay. So you just going to let your child get up here and make a, he's not making a fool of himself, but it's humiliating to 
had to, let your child be called a monkey. Yeah. In general. And I'm just like, you don't even care. Like, it's just the same thing we talked about before with the corporations over the culture and the history and the right. principle. And if and if and if we don't care, like especially the a child's number one advocate is their parent. Right. You're the first line of defense. Right. So where have we gotten to where the she doesn't even care? Like that's what I'm saying. In in this young this new generation, it's totally different with the racism. I feel like it's kind of on the back burner to some of them. Well, it is, but I think it just comes from um, lack of knowledge based on history right from, from a from a holistic standpoint right because it's world history slavery is world history racism is world history it's not just here in the united states so i'm not bashing anybody for saying it's cool for my son to wear this i disagree but right. your child can wear wear whatever they want to um but when i do see younger people who don't want to hear about racism i don't want it to become such a thing that it's embedded in who you are and then we never break that cycle mm-hmm. but it's very important um, and we know this with almost any subject right if you do not know you know where you came from you're destined to repeat, repeat. that and so Hallelujah. it's very Preach. important for them to know like where, why people are upset that a black boy is wearing a monkey shirt but think about this too. We we talked about, or you mentioned that slavery is world history. It's mm-hmm. history. But it's if if we have history books in America that say um, when oh, black people it. arrived to this country, right. or black people came here and worked, what do you think their history books are saying? It's not portraying it as what we know to be true. Yeah. So that is an issue, too. That's true. Or when, you know, you go to these other countries and they see black culture as just baggy pants and rap music and X, Y, Z. That's what they think we are. Right. So how do I know in their mind this is not okay? Which, in my opinion, there's nothing wrong with um, rap music, baggy pants, and, and all of that as it pertains to, like, my culture it's just that we're a broader scope than we're that. We're not a monolith. Right. But I feel like that's what's that one and it and it's it's great. That's our culture. I love it. But I feel like that one aspect is what the 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 world that's that's who we are on the world stage. Right. It's gonna take time. It's gonna take education. That's why we have to educate our own children, educate our own siblings and our nieces and nephews, the children in our community that don't necessarily belong to us directly, but they belong to us because they are ours, you mm-hmm. know, it takes a village. Mm-hmm. And then you know, then you gotta get into um images like uh, position. You know, there needs to be more kinda like the whole H and M conversation even started. There needs to be more um black people in positions of power mm-hmm. whether it's at an H&M or in government right. we need to see more of ourselves on television so that we're able to we need to direct more produce more write more act more all of these things are important they need to see us in the hospitals they need to see us in the schools they need yep. to see us at, you know at the bus wherever we need to be present Mm-hmm. So that people can see us, so that our kids can see us, so that our children and the generations that come after us, our posterity, if you will, knows that there's more to us than that. And so that we can project that out into the world because we have to change the image yes. from the inside out. Go, girl. We got to shock them. We got to shock exactly. them back awake. We got to make sure everybody stay woke. Exactly. All right. 
And I said I didn't want to talk about H and M, and we don't talk about H and M for about ten minutes. I know. I hate it. <laughs> Speaking of images, though, um, last thing: Did you see the guy, um, the New Yorker? What's his name? Frederick Joseph. That raised twenty five thousand dollars. Yes, for everybody to go see Black Panther. Ah, and you know, like his original goal was about ten thousand dollars. He wanted to take at least three hundred kids from the um, Harlem Boys and Girls Club to see it, and he said because he knows the importance, and I'm paraphrasing, mm -hmm. of them seeing people like themselves, like them seeing positive black images. Yeah, and so I think he started a GoFundMe. Yeah, it was a GoFundMe. Yep. So, because he won, he believes in representation, he was able to raise $25,000. And I think that he's also trying to get this out to other states or other communities mm -hmm. so that more children can go see it. I thought it was great because, you know, we're super excited about that movie. I'm so excited. And it was something um, I had seen where basically they were saying that this is the first Marvel movie, like, the sell out that quick or... The pre-sales. Yeah. This is the largest pre-sale out of any Marvel movie in history. Well, well, think about when, when Luke Cage debuted on Netflix. Wasn't that... Oh, my God. I love that I series. I mean, come on. Like, and this is, this is the thing. Like, the more that we showcase these types of things and have these opportunities, the more these opportunities will present themselves. Yep. It'll it'll just keep happening because, you know, now people can see that we want to see us in different lights. We want to see us in different roles. We want to see more positive, um, you know, um, depictions of uh, black folk on TV. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I mean, I don't even know any other. What other black superheroes was it? Have there been? Storm. Catwoman. Catwoman. Oh. Sexualized black women. Yeah. We ain't gonna get on that. But see, you see what I'm saying? I mean, we can another day. Another day, but you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Just normalize my hue is what I'm asking. Right. I want to, I want my kids to be able to turn on the TV and see me or a person who looks like me and not blink twice. Mm -hmm. You know, I can't wait for the day where black people are winning at, you know, the Emmys and it's not a first, first. or first in 20 years or first mm -hmm. in... 40 years, you know? So, gotcha. there's that. Um, Donald Trump. Oh, my God. I know. I'm sorry. I think you could tell by my face I was oh about to God. say that. Trump and the Trumpites. <laughs> I'm sick of Trump and his Trumpites. And Trumpites are his, you know, unyielding, loyal followers. Yeah. That live in denial on Trump land. So... Trump is a racist. I mean, <laughs> say it again we, for the people in the back. Is this thing on? Yes. Trump. Tap, tap, tap. Right. <laughs> Trump is a racist. Trump is a racist. Okay. And people have been trying to argue that fact for, you know, a, a, over a year now, but there's no denying it. Um, he made some statements about Haiti and about African countries um, and them being shitholes. Shitholes, just say it. That's what he said. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. All that's these what people coming from these shithole countries. Right, right. Why don't um, they come from Sweden or Asia? They're pretty smart. Well, guess what? You ain't. Right. He also went on to say, um, you know, like, why do we want these people from all of these um, shithole countries? Why do we need more Haitians? Uh, take them out. And I think uh, the <sighs> response from someone in the room was because, and I'm paraphrasing, I think now, um, it, it will basically be evident why you did it or why why we did it if if we did that. 
Because they're black. Right. So Norway, I think, is where he said he wanted immigrants it, to come yeah, from. It was Norway. It was Norway. Because they're white. And he's like, when these countries send their, their people, you know, they send people that will, you know, help America. We want people to come to this country to help America. First of all, newsflash, when the country was founded, they didn't come here to help anybody. They came to flee religious persecution. Right. That's number one. So how can you tell people that are fleeing their country for whether it's um, religious persecution, whether it's genocide, whether it's a government that has abandoned them or, you know, is oppressing them. That is the reason why people come to America unless you were black and you were brought here, you know, against your will, but that's a whole other topic. So... When we arrived, um, we arrived. Yeah, somebody tweeted about when we arrived. Like, I mean, well, honey, what, what uh, gate did we come in? What terminal was it? Because... <laughs> I don't, that's a good one. I don't think we. I don't think that's how that happened. Okay, um, but when when you know you say people send their their best and brightest. So let's just say that only the best and brightest, whatever these criteria are for the best and brightest. I don't know what that would be, but if the best and brightest came here, you know, you already have you know some of you know our friends and family that may be in in the lower class or or poor individuals who are complaining about migrant workers coming here taking our jobs so when you get these highly intelligent you know um you know forward-thinking individuals from these highly progressive um you know countries with this extensive technology they come here and then they quote unquote start taking jobs from the the higher up so then what will that be will you still want the best and brightest like i'm i'm just trying to come up with another logic that you you would say that other than you want them to send white people or you only want white people to to um you know migrate into this country because right. basically that's that's what he was saying and it's just it just goes back and it just speaks to the type of person that donald trump is like even going back to how he um you know uh, condemned the central part five and then even after they were you know evidence acquitted them he still wouldn't retract those statements how 40 years ago him and his father were um you know sued and reached settlement agreements for racial discrimination in his housing um uh, development so this just once again it's you can't even say this is the first time this has happened it just once again speaks to the overt um the overt racist person that he is like i mean i don't know how else to put that it's funny because as as time goes on every time he does something there you know there's a, another crack in the ceiling so there are people who have had his back who slowly but surely or try to argue the fact that maybe he didn't mean this or maybe he didn't mean that and i think this this they the comments about haiti have really rubbed people the wrong way um and it was I love Anderson Cooper and I saw oh, it where so he good. it was so good and I saw where he was about to break down. He reminded me that it was eight years ago that the earthquake happened. So I don't know if you you remember, but they lost so many lives and I didn't and, remember that it was that many until he said it. I was, was like, like oh, three hundred thousand, yes. but, but he said the number won't really be known because you know they were basically basically buried in um, yeah, and so. I don't know, just it it's really tragic that you can say something like this and get away with it. Um, but people worldwide are not happy with him. And I was just thinking, you know, for those who don't know exactly where Haiti is, um, it's a country in the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. And Trump is not the first person to make negative comments about Haiti and about Haitians. 
and I have to remind people constantly, Haiti used to be one of the richest countries in the whole world. And the world cut them off. Mm-hmm. You know why? The world cut them off from trade because they were upset because the Haitians revolted. Mm-hmm. And if you know anything about Toussaint Louverture and, you know, if you don't, look it up, Google it, grab a book because you won't be disappointed in the reading. And we may go there another day on the show when, when we have more time. Um, but he basically led the the revolution uh, with the slaves in Haiti. Mm-hmm. They celebrate January the 1st. It happened way before it happened in America. It happened in Haiti in 1804. And they weren't pleased about that. Not only that, but um, the ships were docking Mm -hmm. as they were traveling, you know, worldwide. The ships were docking in the Americas. And the black slaves in America were hearing that the Haitians were were winning Mm -hmm. and then became free. And America didn't like that. So we participated, and we are part of the issue. We are part of the problem. The, re- the reason why they're in such dire straits. And then for him to to just, you know, just basically single out Haiti is just mind, it's just mind-blowing to me. Well, and he said Africa, too. Yeah, Shit countries he in he Africa. Um, but, you know, I just want to um, recognize one person who I felt like really, really took a stand this past weekend um because sometimes like now i love me a good debate but with the the current political climate it's just hard to actually find some two people who disagree mm-hmm. that actually are having a debate and not just argue arguing with each other or pivoting from the questions so this past weekend um i watched um, CNN and MSNBC. And so um, the first person that I saw that really stood up for, you know, basically trying to be um, an anchor or a journalist who stops that type of thing dead in its tracks was um, Don Lemon. And there was a guy on there by the name of John Frederick who basically insulted Don with his initial statement. Like before he could even answer the question, he had to throw out some insults. And um, Don cut him off and was like, no, not on my show. So I really enjoyed seeing that. And also, um, I love um, A.M. Joy, um, Joy Reid. And she had one of um, Trump's, um, uh, I guess he's a pastor on Trump's evangelical uh, council. His name is Mark, Mark Burns. And yeah. he was on there cooning. And um, Joy um, basically, you know, was trying to get an answer out of him by, you know, basically saying as a pastor, as a man of God, how can you stand behind someone who doesn't want to help those in need? And he he said something to the effect of you're you're wasting my time. And so Joy was like, uh, okay, then if I'm wasting your time, bye, and kicked him off. And then after, um, you know, she um, got him off of her show, she basically talked about how, you know, um, the the things that um, Haitians have um, brought to America and the thing in the way that they have made our um, country great. And she talked about how there's a huge Haitian um, influence in New Orleans, and everybody loves New Orleans. And yes. um, there's a huge, a huge um, Haitian population and influence in Miami, and everybody loves Miami. And so she just talked about, you know, um, different things that um, Haitians have um, given to our country, and, and the ways they continue to, you know, um, bring bring good here and and make our, um, you know, make America great. And I just, you know, <laughs> think that if we had more journalists that do those types of things it would just help because if you're stuck in Fox news and, and on um, networks who, who don't challenge and put a stop to, to, 
to falsehoods and, and um, you know, just racist, bigoted views, it kind of just starts a, a vicious cycle. Correct. And I just really appreciate those two um, from those networks just putting a stop to that, that negative energy. I'm glad you brought up Mark Burns because um, it's important to know who in your community and, and, you know, those who are celebrities or those who are in positions of power who support this kind of rhetoric just cooning so I that mean, you know and i know that's a racial epithet and i know that it's it's not nice to say but there's really no other way to describe that other than you know being a coon and then that other dude pastor scott he was the one who said the one about when african-americans arrived we did not arrive here mm -hmm. sir and you know if you could stop you know cooning so hard and get your head out of your ass you would you know realize like how big of a fool you're making it'll never happen to be. no that kind of ignorance just has to dissipate oh my god but you know can you just talk about you know some notable haitians for those i will so first let me say we have friends and just people that we know that we love that we've worked with that we go to school with mm -hmm. um that are haitian or of haitian descent and i won't start naming people that i actually know just because, you know, we're on a show. Um, but I just want to send my love and my light and to let them know that, you know, his views aren't the views of the majority, no. okay, and that we love you guys. And I'm, I worry sometimes about children because children will hear this. Children know where they come from, right? right? If you're of Haitian descent, you know you're, you're a child of Haiti. Um, just to hear the person who is supposed to be leading your country speak about where you're from or where your parents are from that way. It's disheartening. It really is. And it'll stick with you. Uh, children don't forget anything. I say that all the time. No, they don't. Because you know what? I can be talking about stuff. Mm -hmm. And people, you know, adults or my elders will be like, you're, how do you remember that? Because children don't forget anything. I don't forget. You what know. do you think that does for their self-esteem? They're just children. Um... But then I, I had to start thinking about like people who have made contributions to the right. world that I live in that I love. And um, somebody that you might not have known was ha uh, part Haitian is Usher. I did not know I that. know you didn't. Usher. Usher, Gabrielle Union Wade, Blake Griffin. Mm -hmm. Those are some. Um, Tony Yayo. Yes, I, I saw that. your eyes light up. Tony Yayo, Pastor Troy. Just so many. Yep. Um, DJ Who Kid, 50 Cent's mama was, if she's not Haitian, then she was half Haitian. Okay. Um, and the list goes on. I mean, of course, Proz and right, Wyclef. And Wyclef. Those, were the, the, those were the first two that um, popped in my head um, was, was Proz and, and Wyclef, obviously yep. refugees, the Fugees. So. Mm -hmm. and, and then what about like the children that are here? Exactly. You know, like. I mean, I don't, it just, it just hurts my feelings. Yep. It just hurts my feelings because I would hate to be in a country and that president say, go back to the shithole you came from. Exactly. <laughs> like, as a what? child. As a child. Oh my God. Fu future is Haitian. Future is Haitian. Um, he said, I've, I've heard him say something about that. The Maxwell. guy from CSI, Gary with the pretty eyes. He used to have the dreads. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking yes, about. Yes, he is too. Mm -hmm. Maxwell has always talked about his, his uh, Haitian roots. So, He's like Haitian and Puerto Rican, so that's like a double whammy. But I not, got a not like I got a, a problem. Way. With, I got a problem with Maxwell. Is it related to this? It's related to 
blackness and okay and colorism but we don't have to talk about it but i got a problem with maxwell and i love maxwell uh oh um but i'm gonna just throw it out there okay maxwell put up a picture of i think it was lena horn and his his um and i'll find this and send it to you okay. his um uh caption was like something about see we're all not regular black so we don't look like regular blacks and he it was right you see your face see your face and I'm like, but you want my regular black money to come to these shows and to buy these um, tickets Dang. and these albums? Yeah, he said something about we're not we're not all look regular black. We're not all regular black. I'm gonna go what is regular black, Maxwell? Uh, uh, yeah, because your afro was regular black. That was straight four C. Okay, <laughs> I'm just being real, and I got type four hair. Oh, but he don't, has my kind of hair. Don't play. Don't play. Mm -hmm. Don't. Yeah, he was like regular okay. black. Boy, bye, bye, Maxwell. I love you though. Fine. Wait a minute. But, what? <laughs> I do love Maxwell. I love his music, but that pissed me off. Yeah. Don't say nothing like that. Regular black. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry I interrupted. That's okay. But that that got me in my feelings. That's okay. Um, Mona Scott's uh Haitian too. Is she? Mm -hmm. I can see that. Yeah. So anyway, I say all that to say not that I, I can see that like that, no, but no, I think no, she I said. I think I heard her say that on a Breakfast Club. Yeah. Interview. Yeah. So don't get mad at me, y'all. I ain't trying. You know me. You ain't trying to start. I ain't trying to start. Don't start. No, won't be none. I um I try to stay away from talking about Trump because his antics don't surprise me. No, nothing he does surprises me. But they, this warranted a discussion. So thanks I, for I, listening to that. You I guys. just have a theory. I don't think that Trump even wants to be president. I don't either. Which <laughs> I don't I, think he I mean, ever wanted it. His earlier. wife doesn't want it. I feel like his daughter is enjoying it, and. If if you um I don't know if any of you out there watch the view, but I love the view because I just love to hear the ladies go back and forth. But they had the author Michael Wolf on that wrote this book, Fire and Fury, about his 18 months in the White House. And first of all, you know that you're an idiot. If you let a journalist into the White House for 18 months, you don't even know who he's working for, what he's writing or recording, just ignorance. But basically, he said that. Um, Jared and Ivanka are known as Jarvanka. And when I tell you, I <laughs> holler. And I'm like, no, they're not. Like, so they have a nickname. They're Jarvanka. That's so ridiculous. I think, I think Jarvanka wants this. I, Ivanka, she wants this. Mm -hmm. I don't think Trump wants this. That's why he's doing all this outlandish shit. Like, how do you want to be president and you're doing this shit? I, I don't, I agree with you in that, that I don't think that if he did want to, he just wanted to prove a point, which is why I meant to say this earlier when you were discussing Oprah, I don't think it would bother him if she became president because he, he doesn't, doesn't care anyway. He doesn't want this. He I think, would just shrug it off and go back to doing whatever he was doing before or in, not even that, maybe retire. In the book, um, Michael Wolf basically said that Trump really like started the and, and you all can read read the book for yourself and go back to the view. I think he was on there last week and see the interview for yourself because if I'm misquoting something, I'm sorry. But he basically said that because um, the book it it, it talks of, basically the book is about the people around Trump's view of Trump in yeah. his presidency. So it's not Michael it's not Michael Wolf's perspective or anything like that. It's specifically the people surrounding Trump and, and a lot to do with Steve Bannon. But he basically said that the people around Trump talked about how this was like it was basically a business scheme for Trump. He thought if I, you know, make all this noise, people are going to see me, my ratings are going to go up, I'm going to get more deals and I'm going to president it's going to be funny, haha. And then he won. And then he won. And here we are. So, you know, that's just something for the Trumpites 
to think about moving forward, which I don't think they care. It's just, no. you know, Brock isn't there anymore, so they're satisfied. But you have somebody in there that doesn't really even want to do the job. Right. And you think he's going to give you some jobs and bring back Cole? It's not going to happen. Well, I think they know that now, but, you know, here we are in the first, second year of his presidency, so. Moving um, Yeah, so <laughs> wash that off. Yes, get Let's it off. Let's talk about something joyous. Um, so, Courtney, just to bring things back up a bit, mm-hmm. I want to know, because you're, you're kind of like me in that sometimes it's the small things, right? Right. That matter the most. And so I want to know some things that brought you joy this, this week. Okay. So I can say one thing that has um, brought me joy um, is if, if you guys follow me on Facebook, you see that I have recently been posting the hashtag Ven Gotta Do Everything. And so for those of you who don't know, Ven is my big brother. And so I have been spending some quality time with my brother. We've been reconnecting. And I always say that um, Ami, and if if you don't know, Ami is um, one of my very, very best friends. But Ami and um, my brother, I feel like they get my humor. And I feel like I've never told a joke to them that wasn't funny. Right. So just um, being with my brother and laughing and just talking about some crazy stuff that happened when we were kids and just, you know, getting that quality time with my brother has brought me so much joy. Um, and keeping in line with, with the hashtag being got to do everything. He is my handyman. He's my computer engineer. He is my chauffeur when I need him to be. <laughs> ben do everything. So just being with my brother has brought me so much joy. So, you know, what what about you? So, um, several things. But uh, Kirk Franklin. Okay, everybody who knows me oh, knows. Oh, I got all sentimental. You talking about Kirk. I know, no, no, no. I got, I mean, other things too. So <laughs> I have a list. You just said one thing. I just wanted to start okay. with something. That, okay. Fine, Courtney. Yes, get uh, you, we are being heard this week. Transparent, like we want our listeners to be like, I, I, you know, I, I got a good idea about them and what they, you know, hold near and dear in their personality and stuff. Fine, I got tell a us something sister. a little bit more personal. Got a younger sister. We want to know. We in the we in the celebrity culture, but we want to know everything that you do. I like we like we wanted to see Beyonce's ultrasound. With her oh my god. Because to prove she was pregnant. Not we, but some of y'all. So that's what that's what that's the world we live in. We wanna know. Fine. I'm still gonna talk about Kirk Franklin. Okay, talk about your sister first. Hey, I already, sis. hey Jasmine. <laughs> I already um I told you guys that we had sister day and that we spent the day, you know, hanging out and stuff like that. And she came back here and she She's my little sister, but she had to show me like exactly how to do my hair wraps and stuff like that. But there was this one moment, like yesterday, I did not want her to leave, which is so weird because normally I'm not ready for her to go, but I'm still like kicking her out the door anyway, just because she's a little sister. And yesterday, um, she was getting ready to leave and I didn't want her to go, wanted to hang with me, but she had already made a commitment to hang out with her friends for a little while. And I hugged her and I just laid there and I laid there. And I laid there, and I laid there, and I laid there, and I was like, now, normally, I would be pushing her off, but something, like, I just felt, like, really connected to her. We mm-hmm. spent the entire day together, and um, so that really gave me some energy. Like, even when I came back to the house, I was tired because we had been running the whole day, but, like, just lay- laying up on her and loving up on her and just 
mm-hmm. exchanging positive energy before she walked out of the door with no words. That was really good for me. Awesome. Like that that um picture I sent you on Instagram that said sisterhood can yes. change the world. It really can. It really can. Not just, you know, biological sisters, but. See, you should have let me in with that. Were you going to say that? No, but <laughs> when I know that you were gonna, how did I know? How did I know? Okay, and then now you can talk about Kirk, and then Fine. I'll talk about something that's not related to me. Okay, I really love Kirk Franklin. Everybody knows that. There's not a Kirk album that I don't like rock to on a regular basis. Heroes, my favorite album, and I've met him before. I hope to meet him again. But I love his relationship with his wife, and I love I think the fact, cute. yes, him and Tammy, Kirk and Tammy, and so. I think they were at a football game for um, one of the kids this weekend. And it was hilarious because, and I may have sent it to you and my sister, I'm not sure, but for those who who don't know, he is so funny. And so Tammy's trying to record them, like I guess on a little video while they're out there. They're snuggled up together. It's cold. And they have something to drink. Mm -hmm. And she's trying to be real serious about them being up out of the football game. And at the end of the video, he's like, yeah, it's got cognac in it. <laughs> She's like, oh, Kirk, don't say that. No, we don't. And then she hangs up. I mean, like, she cuts the video off. But I just, that, I don't know, for some reason, like, that made me, it took me down. It made me laugh so hard. Because I'm like, he did not want to be recorded. He wanted to embarrass her right quick. And he wanted it all. And he won. Yes, like he wanted it all. So we like, let me say something to make Tammy turn this Exactly. Off. Kirk won, Tammy zero. <laughs> That and then um, Black Hogwarts. And so many of them took me down. But like you were explaining earlier, it's kind of hard if people haven't watched the Harry Potter series or read the Harry Potter series. But there's one. If you guys do like Harry Potter, where they say um, Bellatrix Lestrange. And then (laughs) they have a meme of Tiffany. Yes, I love New York. Yes, I love New York walking up. (laughs) hilarious so that was um that thread took me out for days like even today i've seen some new ones that have laid me out on the floor they're really really good black people are so creative yes we are so creative so those things okay got anything else yeah one since we're talking about things that bring me joy like um uh i don't think it was this week it may have been last week um but basically um i love anita baker yes and so you bring me joy you bring me joy you see why you you see what i did there so um um auntie nita basically has agreed graciously to um go on a retirement tour Hands up in the air. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Won't he will? And I will be in there. But not only um, will um, Anita be on this tour, she basically tweeted that, um, well, the tweet was to Robert Glasper. And she basically invited Robert Glasper. And then she threw in the, the, the knockout punch that said, and Layla Hathaway has already signed on. I'm late. I'm laid out. So, I'm laid out. Anita, you bring me joy, boo. And I'm going to be up in there singing my heart out. And I may shed a thug tear. That's okay. I may shed a thug tear. Because I shed a thug tear when I seen Lauren Hill for the first time. Listen. And y'all can say that she be late and this, that, and the third. But she I've seen late. her three times. She wasn't late. And I got my life. Well, she was Every late time I've seen her. She was late for me. You're not going to do Lauren like that. Fine. I'll be quiet then because I had a bad experience. Don't do Lauren like that. And she's a legend. I had three good experiences. Fine. But those are the things that brought me joy. 
past couple weeks. Okay. Okay. All right, okay. guys. Thanks for hanging in here with us. I know um, this was quite an episode. But we love you guys. Thank we you so do. much. I look forward to seeing and, and having you guys listen to us every week. And thanks for your feedback. Uh, we just, we're enjoying ourselves and we hope that you're enjoying the show too. We look yes. forward to spending more time with y'all. We do. Thank you so much. Make sure that you follow us on all our social medias. Um, not only do you listen, um, but you like it, you share it, send it to your friends, yeah. send it to your family, Why send not? it to your coworkers. Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. So, you know, that way we can continue to get even more feedback. And, you know, if there's something that you want us to talk about, put it in a comment. Say, yo, talk about X, Y, Z. Yeah. You know, and we'll make sure that we will incorporate, you know, the stuff that you guys want to hear and the topics that are um, of concern to you because you are our family, you are our community, and we want to, you know, talk about the things that are important to you. Um, and just, you know, keep y'all happy and keep y'all listening. Definitely. You know, you can email us at blackcultureshockpodcast at gmail.com. We're on SoundClouds and iTunes as the Culture Shock Podcast. Um, you guys have been interacting a lot with us again on uh, Instagram, IG, Instagram <laughs> at Culture Shock Podcast and Facebook. And then on Twitter, we're culture underscore podcast. So just continue to interact with us. We, we really care about what you have to say. So, before we get out of here, Courtney B. Heard, what's your good <laughs> word for the people for this week? Um, What is my good word for the good people this week? Mm, let me think. Okay, so, my good word for the good people is, um, I seen this on Instagram and it really um, stuck with me. And basically what it said was, um, you got to put some grind behind that goal. So if there are things that you are wanting to do, if there are businesses that you want to start, if there's classes that you want to take, um, if there's trips you want to plan, um, community events that you want to organize, you can have all the dreams in your head and all the wishing and all of this stuff. But if you don't put some action in behind, you know, those thoughts, it's not going to happen. So that would be my good word for the good people. Put some grind in behind them goals, baby. Man, I really like that one. I Thank actually you. wrote it down so Thank that I you. can kind of remember that. My good word for the good people is don't patronize where you feel disrespected. It's something that I've always believed in when I was a kid. Um, it, even when I was a kid, you know, once I started earning my own dollars, I will not pay where I don't feel respected. So if you're going into restaurants, and I was going to go on a rant about several issues um, that I've had or friends have had over the last couple of weeks. But you guys have all been there. Um, if you're not being treated fairly at a restaurant, if you don't like what a clothing store stands for with the H&M scenario, uh, if, you know, they're letting white people in but not letting black people in, if they're trying to charge you more than they're trying to charge another ethnic group, if you go in and, and you can't get proper service, just don't spend your dollars there. And and it may you may feel like, what you're doing doesn't matter. Like I said earlier, I mentioned um, one place I just don't eat anymore. Um, just off of principle, but it matters to you. And if people start doing that and standing up for themselves and where they spend their money and trying to just keep their money in their own community instead of spending it where they're not wanted, then I think we'll all be better for it. And people will start to either change their ways or they can get the money of the people that they, they um, you know, care about servicing. So do not spend your dollars or don't patronize where you're not respected. Good word, good word. Yep. Um, 
if you guys, we are in Charlotte. I think we've told you guys that before. We know we have listeners in other places. But if you are in the Charlotte area, specifically in Ballantyne, you guys know that uh, our new mayor, Vi Lyles, which we are very proud of, um, will be speaking at the Ballantyne Breakfast Club meeting on this Saturday from 9 a.m. until 11 a.m. I think it's a free event. And you can go and hear about Vi Lyles's, um plans for the Ballantyne area, that, that part of Charlotte. And if you need the address, it's at the Ballantyne Lodge at 13015 Ballantyne Corporate Place in Charlotte. So she's going to be discussing future plans for Ballantyne this Saturday there from 9 a.m. until 11 a.m. Take two hours out of your Saturday morning and, and you know, network a little bit yes. and, and listen to what she has to say. And then while we were at the parade the other day, um, I ran into a colleague of, of mine. Well, actually, somebody that I went to school with. And they handed us a flyer for Boys to Baghdad. So this play, I think, is written and produced by an African-American mm-hmm. um, individual. It runs from January the 25th to February the 3rd. I'm going to check it out. My sister's going to check it out. You're free to ride with us, Courtney, um, to check it out. Mm-hmm. And I hope to take a whole crew to see it. So if you're interested, if you, if you have questions, the number 704-372-1000, or you can check out the ticket prices on Carolina Ticks. That's Carolina carolinatix.org. Again, the name of the play is Boys to Baghdad. All right? All right. You never know. It might be a future Oscar winner in you there. You never know. You never know. You can say I'm going to go network. Them. You can say you've seen them first. <laughs> Indeed. Seen it first here, Boys to Baghdad. I Girl, listen, this. we out here giving out some good mar- uh, PR, okay? Marketing. And I ain't even go to school for that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this was fun, Courtney. We really um, appreciate you guys, and we look forward to talking to you next week. I am a girl named Tiffany. And I am Courtney B. This is the Culture Shock Podcast, guys, and we out. We out, baby. We out, baby.